The Watership Down podcast is intended for listeners who are familiar with the plot. There will be spoilers. This episode is scripted, recorded, edited and narrated by Newell Fisher. Hello and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 151 in which we will be looking at season 2 episode 13 of the TV series and episode 26 of the series overall. The Homecoming. First, though, a small correction. In last week's episode, I mistakenly referred to episode 25 as episode 24 at the beginning, in case that confused you, though I numbered it correctly later on. Hope that wasn't too confusing. Next, while commenting on the lost episode last week, I completely forgot some additional information I got from Owsler member Eric Steps, for which I apologise. He said this in the comments on the YouTube version of episode 149, quote, Originally, there was another episode planned where Dandelion tells a story about Ella Crera and Prince Rainbow, but in the course of the story, the mystic rabbits turn into the ones we know, so Ella Crera becomes Hazel and Rabscuttle Bigwig. Woundwort was supposed to become the Black Rabbit. Unfortunately, this interesting concept of an episode was cancelled, and instead we got the rather boring episode that comes next. Interestingly, the summary of this episode seems to make it even into the DVD guide, and I read the summary of this episode on the so-called teletext on the channel where I watched Warship Down back then when it was aired here in Germany. I was highly confused and disappointed when I watched the actual episode, and it was something completely different. End quote. Thank you, Eric, for that first-hand information from a contemporary viewer of the series. Much appreciated. Finally, I'm still showcasing Warship Down themed art on the same basis as before. The usual image is replaceable for an episode with your own art. Details in the notes. So then, let's look at the finale of Season 2 and the last episode broadcast in the UK. Season 2, Episode 13 The Homecoming the 26th episode of the Watership Down TV series was first broadcast in the UK on the 26th of October 2000. It was written by Mary Crawford and Alan Templeton. There will be a link to the episode in the notes. This is easily my favourite episode of the first two seasons of the TV series because, at last, the tension set up by delaying the final conflict with Ephrafa is resolved in a very poignant and quite shocking way. It is a beautiful day on Watership Down. Bigwig is lying in the sun with hazel and fibre and says that on days like this he cannot imagine being anywhere else. Hazel and fibre agree happily. Fiverr bats a dragonfly away with his ear and watches as it flies upwards. As it flies in front of the sun, or frith, everything suddenly changes as Fiverr has a terrifying vision. The sun turns blood red and a dark shadow falls over the land. Fiverr cries out as if in pain, then shouts, The darkness comes to take us all. If we survive, then one will fall. He collapses unconscious. Hazel and Bigwig wonder who will fall. Near the secret entrance to Watership Down, near the stone bridge on the test, a slave party from Ephrafra are carrying Flayrar, supervised by Moss and two other Owsler. One of the party is the disgraced Vervain, still muttering about the injustice of being made a slave after the trick played on him during the great game in episode 7 of this season. Deranged with his anger, he drops the flayer he is carrying. Moss realises that Vervain is missing and has become a runner. 
As they search for him, Vervain hides under the riverbank before spotting a screen of leaves formed by a weeping willow, which will be a good place to hide. We recognise this as the same screen that hides the secret entrance to the Warren and Watership Down. Seeing that the searching Owsler have moved off, Vervain turns his attention to what is behind him. A stream emerges from a tunnel entrance. Entering this tunnel, Vervain reaches a dry area where there are rabbit footprints and he can smell Hazel, Bigwig and Fiver have been here. Laughing manically, Vervain realises he has found the Warren on Watership Down as he moves further into the tunnel. Back at Ephrafa, Moss makes his report to Woundwort, who is very angry. He tells Moss that he will also be gone if Vervain, who he calls a babbling idiot, is not found. Captain Campion is ordered to help Moss in the search. As they leave Ephrafa along a run, Campion reassures Moss they will find Vervain, which they immediately do as they bump into him arriving back at Ephrafa. Vervain looks scared to have met these two and is subdued by the Owslaw and Moss's orders. Vervain says he must see the General, but Moss says this wouldn't be a good idea for him right now. Vervain, to Campion's shock, says he has found the Outsider's Warren and how they were able to disappear so easily. Thinking fast, Campion, who is a spy for Watership Down, says Vervain is raving and must be confined to his burrow. An incredulous Vervain is dragged away as Moss questions Campion's decision. Campion plays it cool and says Vervain is just mad. He checks with Moss that Vervain disappeared by the big willow tree and says he will go and check it himself. He orders Moss to keep Vervain confined until he returns, thus buying himself enough time to warn Watership Down. Back on Watership Down, Fiverr has still not recovered from his vision, which is unlike any he has had before. There has also been another prophecy from Fiverr. A warning comes from the lonely and the brave. The one who will save us is the one we can't save. Fiverr has had this prophecy before, Primrose points out, when Woundward arrested Campion. Hazel tries to reassure her that Campion came to no harm then, but combined with the other prophecy, it doesn't sound good. Meanwhile, Campion, who did not know about the secret entrance to the Watership Down Warren because he said he didn't want to know, has found it, based on Vervain's description. He pauses at the entrance, disappointed that Vervain was right. Moving further inside, he finds the footprints and scent Vervain did, and immediately cries out to Hazel, Bigwig and Fiverr, running deeper into the caves that lead to Watership Down. Fiverr is coming round at last, much to the delight of his friends. All he remembers is seeing a darkness on the land, as if the Black Rabbit of Inlay touched him, and feeling cold and afraid. He refuses to be reassured, and says this is just beginning. With perfect timing, from far off, they hear the cries of Campion. Hazel, Fiverr, Bigwig, Primrose and Hannah make their way into the deep burrow, where, sure enough, they meet Campion. He immediately warns them what has happened, and says they must abandon the Warren before it's too late. Fiverr repeats the part of his prophecy about a darkness coming to take them all. And now there is a brief, sad episode, during which Campion gets just a taste of life in the Warren on Watership Down that he has risked so much to defend. His guide is Primrose, Hazel's mate, but also very much attached to Campion, who helped her in Ephrafa, saving her life on one occasion. Pausing in the honeycomb, he says this Warren is full of life and joy. Primrose begs him to stay. He has earned some peace, but he says he has to get back to Ephrafa. Woundwort could already be on his way. Primrose says he cannot stop an army on his own. 
there is more to see here. And so, at last, Campion emerges above ground on Watership Down, where he runs joyfully with Primrose, taking in the beauty of it all. Then he sees the two kittens of Hazel and Primrose playing with Dandelion. A rabbit, who, dare one suggest it, would be nothing but a lowly slave in Ephrafa, not being particularly strong. The two kittens are introduced to Campion before running off again after Dandelion. Campion tells Primrose she is very lucky. She knows, and invites him to see the world. Looking at the view from the down together, Primrose tells Campion about how Fiverr foresaw this place on the high lonely hills. This is what he has been risking his life to protect. And she tells him its name. For the very first time, Campion says the words, Watership Down. He says he didn't know there was any place in the world like this. Primrose says there is only one. This perfect scene is broken by Hazel, who says they have a plan to stop Woundwalt's invasion. Campion lets out a satisfied laugh. He clearly hopes this is true. Meanwhile, back at Ephrafa, Vervain is desperately trying to persuade Moss to let him see Woundwart, as he is restrained by two guards. He says he saw the caves and the tracks of their enemies, adding that this is their chance to smash Hazel and the outsiders. Moss is following orders, though, and tells Vervain to keep quiet or he will be sat on. Vervain says that when the general finds out this information was kept from him, Moss will be in a lot of trouble, and that is a promise. As he retreats into the burrow he is confined in, Moss says that fortunately Vervain never keeps his promises. Without warning, Vervain charges out of the burrow, knocking Moss over. His captors pursue him, but by the time they find him, he is with Woundwort. Desperately, Vervain tries to explain, even as he is tackled and dragged away. Moss apologises to Woundwort, adding that mad rabbits can be a bit stroppy. But Woundwort has heard enough to pique his curiosity. He wants to hear what Vervain has to say. Vervain fawns and says Woundwort won't regret it. Woundwort replies, let's hope you don't, Vervain. Back at Watership Down, the female Blackberry, in a rare moment of being allowed to display her intelligence, is explaining that digging out a large hanging rock will block the cave leading to the Warren, just as Hazel and Campion arrive. And then she sees Campion for the first time. And suddenly, her brain power seems to reduce again for a few seconds. Campion clearly feels the same way, as they compliment one another, while Bigwig jokes that Campion might fit in around here after all. Blackberry agrees, before re-engaging her brain and explaining that the hanging rock will take a lot of digging, which will need time. Campion says he can buy them that time. He will get back to Ephrafa. Leaving Bigwig and Blackberry in charge of the digging, Hazel says he and Fiverr will wait at the secret entrance so they can raise the alarm if the Ephrafans arrive. Kiha must also fly high cover over Ephrafa to give as much coverage of Ephrafa as possible. With a last mutual glance of admiration towards Blackberry, Campion is gone with Hazel and Fiverr. Bigwig goes to get more help, leaving Primrose and Blackberry at the digging site. Hazel, Fiverr and Campion have reached the secret entrance. They tell Campion that when the crisis is over they will meet him at the usual place and lead him back to Watership Down overland. Campion replies that for the first time in a long time he can see a trail to tomorrow. Kihar and Hannah are in place in the skies over Ephrafa. Hazel suggests to Fiverr that they spend their time making a few surprises for Woundwort. Back in the tunnels, Blackberry is warning the diggers, which inevitably include Hawkbit, to stop digging the moment they feel the rock shift. Dandelion and Broom are standing sentry, protecting the diggers behind them. 
Dandelion says to Broom that if Woundwalt's army come up the tunnel into the main warren, they won't stand a chance. Broom responds that numbers matter less than heart. To a degree, he is right, of course, and he, more than most, has earned the right to say this, but a motivated smaller force fighting for their very existence can only resist a larger force acting under orders for so long on their own. Hazel and Fiverr are building a small dam over the stream that flows out of the secret entrance. Fiverr thinks Hazel must have got the idea from Blackberry, but Hazel denies it. He isn't often allowed to display brains in this series, but then again, neither is Blackberry. Campion has arrived back at Ephrafa. So how is he going to play this? Try to deny the secret entrance and risk Woundwalt believing him? Or pretend to confirm Vervain's story in order to retain Woundwalt's trust? Both are dangerous paths, and in the event he doesn't get to take either. He arrives at Woundwalt's chamber to find an army assembled and chanting angrily, though the animation is curiously immobile. Finding Moss, he asks what is happening and is told Woundwalt is looking for him. Vervain, who has joined Woundwalt on his raised platform, calls for quiet. Woundwalt has his Nuremberg moment, as he shouts that the outsiders will all be destroyed. Ephrafa will rule. Woundwalt will rule. Frighteningly, Vervain is not smiling, as he usually is shortly before failing miserably in his sadism. His expression is grim. Moss says to Campion that it's war. Frith help us all, replies Campion. The army of Ephrafa, led by Woundwart, heads out at speed. This is no great patrol, as in the novel. It is an angry warband operating under the assumption that there will be no siege, just a massacre. Kihar and Hannah leave to warn Bigwig, fast. Reaching the bridge, Campion, who has made sure he is at the front, jumps onto the parapet in order to try to give Hazel some warning. It works. The Ephrafans reach the secret entrance and we see Woundwort glaring into the cave passage, a sight the rabbits of Watership Down have spent so long trying to avoid. Hazel retreats back to the dam, where Fiverr says this is all madness, rabbit fighting rabbit. This is not really the moment to start philosophising on the nature of war, and Hazel simply says they have to fight or they will lose everything. Hazel is shocked to hear Woundwort issuing his first attack orders. Campion, Vervain and Moss are to advance with Woundwort. The hind mark are to form up and follow them in. With Hazel and Fiverr in clear view, Woundwort shouts, Take them! Hazel and Fiverr retreat to a large tree branch in the water, just as the Ephrafans reach the top of the dam. They push down on the branch, desperately. It breaks, but has done enough, acting as a lever to dislodge the dam. The collapsing dam washes away the Ephrafans, including Woundwort. Campion has managed to find a dry platform, presumably anticipating Hazel's trickery, and laughs to himself. Back at the digging site, the hanging rock is getting precarious, and Hawkbit is convinced they are about to be flattened by it. Hannah arrives to warn Bigwig what is on its way, as merry rabbits are stars in the sky, and Campion is with them. Hawkbit doesn't see what Campion can do, and you can see his point, but he is just put down unpleasantly by Bigwig and Blackberry. Hazel and Fiverr reach Dandelion and Broomer to run, and warn that Woundwort is on his way, wet and across, Fiverr adds. They reach the diggers, where Blackberry says they need more time. Hazel says they may not have any time. Bigwig says they may need to take a stand if they can't bring the rock down. Bigwig tells Fiverr, who has pointed out the number on the way, that they will pick them off at the narrow section Dandelion and Broom are guarding. Hazel's orders follow rapidly. Bigwig, Fiverr, Hawkbit and Captain Broom are to follow Hazel. Dandelion is to get Holly, Blackavar and the rest. 
We haven't seen either of them for many episodes now, or heard their names mentioned. This secondary force is to form up in the back burrow in case the Africans get past Hazel's group. Dandelion, in a rare, serious moment, says, Frith be with you. The Ephraphans are moving through the main cavern beneath Watership Down. Vervain looks about him in wonder and says this could be the lair of the Black Rabbit of Inlay. He can feel him watching. Well, it is effectively a warren made out of stone. Woundwalt tells Vervain that his imagination gets him into trouble. He is advised to keep quiet. The Ephraphan force advances into the narrow tunnels that lead up to the warren proper. Campion is at the rear, possibly trying not to draw attention to himself. Woundwalt reaches the narrow section and sees Hazel and Fiverr ahead. He shouts that Hazel should surrender and he might let some of the Warren live. Hazel responds that they stand or fall here. Woundwalt says they will die and calls the attack. And so the battle proper begins. Woundwalt launches himself at Hazel, knocking him down easily. Two other Owsler rush through the gap but are driven back for now with a kick from Fiverr's back legs. Broom is seen momentarily. Woundwalt has Hazel on his back. He claws at him viciously. Hazel does his best to fight back, but surely cannot last long. And then Bigwig arrives at it in a furious charge. He knocks Woundwalt off Hazel just as he is about to deliver a lethal strike to his face. Woundwalt lands against the wall of the cave, stunned, while the injured Hazel is able to retreat under Bigwig's protection. But, in the words of the novel, Bigwig stands his ground. Woundwalt bellows, there is only Woundwalt witness the truth and launches himself at Bigwig. We see claws tear flesh on both sides, albeit in a fairly sanitised, animated way. Then Woundwalt sinks his teeth into Bigwig's back. Bigwig cries out in pain. Hazel, claw wounds in his side, shouts to everyone to back up to prevent the Afrofans getting past. Meanwhile, old Captain Broom demonstrates his bravery, leaping on one Afrofan before another leaps on him. Woundwalt has Bigwig pinned down. He tells him this is how it ends. All seems lost. And then Campion arrives from the direction of the Afrafan attack and barges Woundwort off Bigwig. Woundwort says his name, stunned for a moment, not so much from the impact as who delivered it. Campion, still conflicted in the moment, asks Woundwort to forgive him. But it is too late for that. Woundwort flies at Campion. Nearby, Hazel is fighting Moss and manages to kick him off. The two Owsler who are fighting Broom are menacing him again as Moss flies into them. Fiverr and Broom then retreat as Hazel told them to. Hazel goes to the injured Bigwig and urges Campion to follow them. Campion stops fighting Woundwort, kicks dust in his eyes and retreats as well. As Woundwort catches his breath, Vervain reminds him that he knew Campion was a traitor all along. Woundwort leaps back into action and rushes forward. The rabbits of Watership Down all rush past the hanging rock as Blackberry shouts for everyone to get clear. She meets Campion at the entrance to the chamber with the hanging rock. Woundwort, backed by his Owsler, shouts out Campion's name. Campion says, yes, sir, with no hint of sarcasm. You betrayed me, snarls Woundwort, and says he will tear him apart. He confronts Campion directly under the hanging rock. Blackberry draws back in fear. And there is a rumbling sound. The hanging rock starts to fall. Campion screams, General, and knocks Woundwort out of the way of danger. As the rock collapses, he looks back at Blackberry sadly. She looks on in horror and tears fill her eyes. She cries out his name. And the tunnel is sealed. Woundwort, after a pause during which he growls gently, tells his Owsler to move out. The attack is over.
but Vervain lingers, looking at the massive rock that seems to have just crushed Campion, and giggles to himself. The camera zooms in on the rock. On the other side of it, Blackberry is pathetically trying to dig at the rock as Hazel recites the famous saying, My heart has joined the thousand, for my friend stopped running today. Bigwig, Fiber, and Broom close their eyes. It is sunset. Hazel, Bigwig and Primrose are watching from the down. An orchestral version of Bright Eyes plays softly. Hazel says they will see Frith tomorrow because Campion gave his life for them. Primrose says he would have been happy on Watership Down. Bigwig says they won't see his like again. He was a warrior with a heart as big as the sky. Primrose and Bigwig leave Hazel as Fiverr comes up. He repeats part of his prophecy, how the one who would save them is the one they couldn't save. And yet, despite predicting this, he couldn't help Campion. Hazel says it wasn't his fault. Fiverr asks what they should do. What our ancestors did before us, Hazel answers. We go on. And they sit and watch Frith set on Watership Down. Is it canon? And so the second season ends. And for those watching in the UK at the time, so did the entire 1999-2000 television series of Watership Down, with an extraordinarily downbeat ending for an animation aimed at children. So, canon? Well, we did get to see the Afrafans attack Watership Down at last, albeit via the geologically implausible cave system that the rabbits of Watership Down had been using to outwit them for so long. And we even got to see Bigwig fight Woundwort, even though it was very brief and Woundwort got the better of him. The real curveball here, and one that makes this story very much not canon, is the conflicted champion who saved both Bigwig and then Woundwort and broke Blackberry's heart. He is, it has been argued, the true protagonist of this series, and a figure of conflicted redemption. In Tales from Watership Down, Campion becomes a friend to the Watership Down Warren after the defeat and likely death of Woundwort in the original novel, before eventually dying himself while on ride patrol after coming to live on the down, as he would have wanted to. Here, Woundwort survives, seemingly outliving Campion, because Campion saves his life. We are left with the danger seemingly past for now, but still very much undefeated. It is a sad and somehow incomplete ending to two seasons of an animation that can equally charm and infuriate. But there was more, so long as you lived in Canada, Germany or Greece, for season three is on its way. Next time. We look back over the first two seasons of the 1999-2001 Watership Down TV series and introduce season three. And there are a lot of changes. Mm -hmm.